Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 314 for July 25th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I know I'm no open, so I couldn't tell you. Trevor. Like, am I next? Trevor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm Trevor. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Kelly. And I'm the uh, new squire. <laughs> You're the new squire. What's your name, squire? Mark. Mark. Okay. Next. Just Mark. There's no last name. It's like Madonna. I'm Gallon. For anybody who doesn't know me, welcome to the show. Also, no last name. Just like Madonna. Also, <laughs> I'm underwear Madonna. I've seen it. And I'm Random Dave. Hello, everybody. We're at last here. At last. I thought I was we're running all, late, but then hey, I'm we're all like, it's Slamfire, of course not. <laughs> well, we could give a little bit of a, a description. So uh, Trevor's doing SummerSlam and you've got a whole whack of people over at your house and you got them all. You roped them all into coming on SlamFire. You put them all to work. Well, let the, well, yeah, let's um, let's not pretend they had a choice. Hey, guys, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> chop, mm-hmm. chop. Yep. yep. No choice. Yep. Nope. I left my all drink right. downstairs. You Here left your drink downstairs? Yeah, Trevor rushed me. Poor bastard. <laughs> At seven thirty, guys, I need you guys on the internet. Five two, you're sitting in my living room picking your nose, talking to my wife. What do you? Uh, so yeah, you got rushed a little. Okay, Mark. <laughs> well, Trevor does what he did in guns this week. You you have lots of time to run down and get your drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like half an hour, forty five minutes. Anyway, <laughs> you're good. All right. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the Beretta ninety two FS, the twenty two Umarex one for five twenty nine. So. If you really love your Beretta 92 and you want a 22 version of it, they've got them. Uh, Trevor, are, do you need more time to put your notes in, or do you want to just head no. on in and start talking about the pre-match? Yep, let's just do it. Um, well, I mean, we're going to make it the main topic. So, uh, what? Like, but I'll cover a little bit of the um, construction. Just went really, really well, and a lot of things were done really for, way in advance. And um, pre-match was was today, but like I said, I'll wait till the main topic, and then Gallon and Mark and I can talk about uh, all the awesomeness that was the pre-match and um, some of the crazy malfunctions that I happened in my FX9. Hmm. So yeah, but uh, we'll each we'll each cover our version of the pre-match when we get there. How's that sound? Let's move along. Sure. So you're not doing anything. You're done. What you did in week? Yeah. What you did? Let's this week? move along. All right. Yes. No one else is ready. We all thought we had a half an hour. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's me then. Uh, I didn't do too much. I did take some photos of this guy here. This is a, a Ruger PCC, and uh, it's got a real interesting design. So I, I've already shot this gun. It's fun to shoot. It's reliable. Uh, the mags 
come out with this little uh, button on the side there and into your hand. They're Glock mags. They do drop free, but they're not. There's no like right-handed way to do it. It's it's a very 1022-ish style uh, build, and uh, a lot of the controls are very 1022, like the cross bolt safety. Yep. The uh, bolt hold open is a blade, just like the uh, just like the 1022. A couple of different things I like: charging handles and B. Goes to both sides. Yeah. Um, taking it apart is super weird. It's a super weird disassembly. Let's say you want to get the bolt out of this thing. You got to take it off the stock. You got to pull that trigger group out. And then you got to like squeeze this thing, the bolt, and like pop it out the bottom. So real weird uh, disassembly. Not that you would have to disassemble it a whole heck of a lot. Uh, really like the uh, the takedown feature on it. It's it's just real That's quick. Simple and easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, on the bottom and yeah. That's yeah cool. exactly. So uh super easy for that uh standpoint. Uh it does have a rail on the top, but like the, the comb on the uh stock is really made for uh iron sights. Yeah. And if you put an optic on there, you will need uh, a cheek crest of some kind. Uh yeah, that's just like some some real quick initial impressions of it. The construction on the interior is real weird. Like this is one of the weirdest centerfire rifles, like modern centerfire rifles that I've uh, had a chance to to disassemble and take a look at the guts on it. So if you want to see some more pictures on the weirdness that is inside this gun, uh, I've got them up on the Hunting Gear Guys uh, Facebook page. Cool. I was Uh, quite surprised by that gun, other than it was kind of fun to shoot at the charity match. Why the hell did they stick your rear sight so far forward? I mean, it was designed for iron sights. Stick a stick a sight on the back of that uh, Be- back of that because, rail because, because it's, it's takedown. takedown. No, because it's takedown, so you have both your front and rear sight on the front, so you don't lose zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a really fast sight when you get using it. Like for an iron sight, it's super fast. I wasn't sure about it when I got mine, and I'm a huge fan of the gun. And as soon as I tried the iron sights, I was sold on them. Like it's a it's yeah. not a bracket platform because your sight radius is like maybe what 12 13 inches on there but i you can drill them fast with that yeah yeah there's there's a lot of speed to uh to using the, the iron sights like that i mean it's got a nice real big generous peep on the back there so it's really easy to grab that front sight uh looking through that peep so uh super interesting gun um yeah i'm excited i want to i want to go do some shooting more shooting with it yeah, this is actually uh, Ian's from uh, Canadian Patriot Prepper. Podcast and Prepper Podcast, Prepper yeah. Podcast as well. Yep, so he uh, lent me his uh, PCC to review. So, well, I got to tell you, Adriel, I didn't. It's not that okay. I respected the product. I respected Ruger's reputation. I knew it would be a good gun, but it wasn't a gun that I wanted, and mm-hmm. I didn't really think much of it. But um, in a weird twist, I ended up having to finish my match today with Gallons. More on that later. Do you like it? Hmm. I didn't. I mean say that. the. Oh, you don't like. <laughs> like the the FX nine has a better manual of arms for competition because you can drop your mags with the uh, uh, with your right hand, whereas with this on you're hitting that magazine release with your left thumb uh, to drop it. So there's that, uh, but the reliability is good. Yeah. So um, as you said, the there the manual of arms is not that of an AR, but. Um, and it's heavy. It's heavier than my um, FX9. But honestly, mm-hmm. I think it was easier to shoot and flatter shooting because it was so heavy. And um, I printed alphas 
like all day and was hitting stuff on the move with it. And as long as I had a big space to cover, a long distance to cover in between my mag changes, it didn't matter that I had to hit the mag release, then go mm-hmm. to the belt, then back to the gun, right? Um, because I had the time to get it done. It really didn't cost me anything. So uh, it, uh, I like it a lot more than I did before I had to use it in a match, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the price is good too. The, the price on them is uh, is very reasonable. What for, are they again? Uh, Ruger product. They're under eight hundred bucks. Nice. Yeah, yeah I've seen surprised. them. For, ahead, I've go. seen them for seven nineteen online. Uh, when the pre-orders came out, though, everybody was around seven fifty eight hundred, and that's with the two Magwells and a Ruger SR something compact magazine. Yeah, which you're gonna like put in a, in a drawer and never use and buy like a full four pack of Glock mags yep. <laughs> and use those instead. <laughs> when I got mine, I was talking to a dude out West and he's running the SR mags and he was posting online. He was looking to buy the SR mags and stuff off people. Right. So we got texting. I said, I got one here. I give it to you. I don't want anything for it. I'm running Glock mags. I don't plan on changing. So then we got talking because the ejector is actually built into the mag. Well, so I said, if you're not going to use your Glock mag, well, and I'm not going to use my SR magwell. Let's trade magwells. And then if one of us ever blows the ejector, we've got a spare instead of a useless part we don't have magazines for. So that's the way we went. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely a cool idea. Is the ejector removable or it's actually machined into the magwell? I'm not sure. I'd have to go out and get it and check it. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I did was uh, I got I've been getting some sling stuff for maple seed to get my own kit going. So I got some of these HK hooks, and then I got um, I got a couple of different styles of them. And you know how when you like you buy stuff on eBay, you can't really tell what the size of it is. And the, yeah. some of them came in <laughs> a little bit big. <laughs> Imagine putting that on your sling and just like. Ah. <laughs> hey, I'd put those on my bed. Just nailed them to me. <laughs> it'll repel yeah, you'll, you'll get the out of them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm repelling in the bedroom. I'm going to need those giant hooks. I'm pretty sure you could. This is steel. This is this is like no joke. Uh, yeah, you could you could tow a car with this, and yeah, a little bit a little bit big for for slip. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's all I've been up to. Uh, what about you, Dave? Uh, I was at an ORA Ontario Rifle Association service match last Saturday. I uh, I ran the butts. Everything went really well. We had a ton of people out shooting. Uh, the Army was back with us after a two-year hiatus of not being allowed Sweet. to shoot with us. So that was awesome. Uh, lots of those guys out. And uh, it was hot. I mean, that was that was the hottest day I have ever been out at the day for it. Out at the range for an entire day. It was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. I went through pretty close to eight liters of water. It was a little bit much. Probably six would have done me. I overdid it a wee bit, but it was, I, I, I could not believe how hot it was out there. With the heat index, it was around 40. Oh, yeah. And we're yeah. down in the butts. There's no wind down there. The wind's coming in over the butts. So it's just going right over us and right over the backstop. So no, no wind. And I was out in the sun, so I didn't even have the shade from the butts. And I'm wearing my helmet and my vest and everything. So, oh, my God, it was hot. But uh, we got the day done. We didn't get shut down for heat index or a fire index, which was shocking. And we shot uh, all the match, all, uh, all three matches. So it's really good. It's an excellent day. And then uh, I looked at the, what else did I do? I looked at my shadow hammer that Adriel sent me, and I looked at the pistol frame, and then I put them both back in the safe and didn't do anything else. <laughs> Why did you just put it in there? <laughs> so I didn't have time. 
I don't like taking stuff apart when I'm in a hurry because little springs and stuff go missing out of pistols. This is uh, what else did I do? Um, I wept a little bit because I didn't win the Maple Seed PGW rifle, so that sucked. But I'm happy somebody did, and lots of uh, badges got sold. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. And uh, what else did I do? I donated $100 to the uh, CCFR on their most recent draw. So that was money well spent, whether I win anything or not. And uh, yeah, that was it. Excellent. Cool. You, Kelly. All right. So what I did was, guess what came in the mail yesterday? Everybody see? Yeah. It's the PGW patches. So they're going to be going out to everybody. They're beautiful. They're very PGW white. Pat- what are PGW patches for those who can't read the patch because they're listening? It's the Partners in Precision PGW Defense. It's the fundraiser that we uh, we did with PGW. They uh, gave us a Coyote rifle, and we sold these patches, and everybody who bought a patch got entered into a draw. And Philip Mayo from Alberta won the PGW rifle, Precision rifle. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's going to be going out to him. And as I said, these came in the mail yesterday, and I'm going to be mailing out 300 of these. This is what I'm doing this weekend, is labeling envelopes to 300 people and sending out their patches. So came yesterday. Um, what else did I do? You oh, I, slave laborer with, uh, with kids to do that. children that are going to, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went to SFRC last weekend because I hadn't been there in probably about a month and a half. So I got my fix in. I was able to meet up with Robert Foote, who's a listener. And also saw Greg Weiss and Gord Lemery, who are No way. Yeah, they said that they were on their way to SFRC. And I said, so am I. Stay there. (laughs) So I got to see them. Gave them a big hug. It was good to see them. I also got to see Kelly Kincaid, who is part of Kelly's Square, and everybody else at SFRC. I really miss them. It's been a month and a half. But they got a whole bunch of shipments in. So I got a bunch of stuff. Now, all this stuff I got because um basically when you go shooting and you loan people stuff you don't get it back so i was able to get they finally got in some 1022 megs so i bought a couple of those because those went missing bought a new leatherman because that went missing and i bought in purple nine millimeter um speed loader a pula yeah yep pretty and i bought one of those because the black one went missing and it's purple, so nobody's going to steal it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal it. Or not take it without asking. So that's pretty much stealing. Who, you're going to steal it? Absolutely, I'm going to. That's awesome. That way no one will steal mine. All right. So I bought all those because they kind of went missing. Um, yeah. Uh, what else I bought? We got in new swag for our instructors as well. So all of our instructors for Project Maple Seed who were missing stuff or needed stuff. New hats. They're a little different than the ones that you guys have been using. So those have all been mailed out to you as well. And what else? Oh, yeah. The CCFR model call out. The deadline is July 31st. If you're interested in being a model in the new calendar that's going to be coming up, the 2020 calendar, email me, Kelly Wheaton, sorry, kelly.wheaton at firearmrights.ca. If you're in Ontario or Alberta, you mean? Right. Right now. That's kind of important to mention, too. Don't yes, bother I emailing. Don't right bother. E- don't bother emailing unless you're going to go to Alberta or Calgary or uh, Ontario. Right. And yeah, that's about it. I've been working on lots of ladies' day events. Lots of them coming up. 
fantastic year this year for Ladies Day events. You want one? I can't be in the calendar. Yeah, you're not going to be in the calendar, Gallon. If you identify as a woman and you want to go to Ontario or Calgary, you can apply. He's still <laughs> now it's now it's a hate crime. Okay. I didn't hear that part. I just heard there's a calendar. They're looking for models. That's when I came back. I was getting a drink, and I want to be in a calendar. I want to be a supermodel. I just explained it to you. You have, you have to one Gallon. identify as a woman. Two go to Ontario or Alberta. Gallon, you are a supermodel. Remember that. Wow, that sound that sounded really condescending, even for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his rider. Whenever he models for us uh, any of the positions at Project Maple Seed, he says, "I have to announce that he's a supermodel." This is our supermodel, Jason Gallon. It's in his rider. No, he's reaching his massive bicep through. And the that's in his rider this fall. <laughs> I have to say, massive bicep. That's it for me. What about you, Gallon? What did you do in guns this week? Uh, me and Trevor did some gunsmithing earlier. We're really, <laughs> we're really good at it. Yep. And I shot SummerSlam with my Ruger PCC, okay. and Trevor beat the crap out of me. But I, there's no shame losing to Trevor, right? He's an excellent, excellent shooter. There's no platform he can't run. I'm not trying to get cozy with him here. I'm just there's no shame losing to Trevor. I did a lot better with it this time than I did in my level two match last time. Definitely. I was super happy. Yep. I got it Cerakoted. Uh, I use the gun a lot. So like my, my hard use guns, I like to get them Cerakoted, like my hunting rifles and all that. I sent it to Denise Schwiard, I believe. Is he still a show sponsor? Yes, he is. It's pronounced Schwinard. Not a French guy. And uh, <laughs> his work is excellent. Excellent stuff. Like he's done four or five of my guns in Cerakote now. It is bomb proof. He does an awesome job. The price is reasonable. There's nothing not to like about it. He did it in a coyote brown for me. It looks sick. It's awesome. It shoots better because it looks so good. I'm going to get him to put flames on the barrel next, and then I'm going to start winning. (laughs) (laughs) So gallon, um, uh, do you want to know what the percents were between you and I today or? I do not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do. Next segment. <laughs> yeah. So, so Dave, when my gun, um, when I had to switch guns, uh, I, sh- I got permission from the range master to finish the match with Gallon's gun after uh, zeroing the biggest, most important stage in the whole match. And I told him, you realize, Gallon, even though I zeroed the stage, I'm still going to beat you, but now I'm going to beat you with your <laughs> own gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he still let you use it? He yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, a friend. I, sport. I felt I awful. let him shoot my ammo, too, because his gun was garbage. His ammo was garbage. Trevor was not prepared for this. Like, he was there to shoot, but he was not prepared for this oh. match in any way. Oh, that's lies. <laughs> oh, man. We'll get into it later. My ammo was not garbage. We proved that after I loaded, like, 400 when I got back. Oh. While we were gunsmithing. Yeah, we'll get into all that later. Well, I have to tell you, Jason, that when you do beat Trevor, or at least you tie him, it's delicious. It tastes like victory. Lemony fresh victory. You will get there, my friend. And you have to tape it and watch it over and over and over again. Right, Dave? Speaking of taping it. I thought for a couple of minutes about not lending him the gun and not lending him the ammo. I don't want to sound unsportsmanlike, but when his gun basically exploded, like a little part of me inside was going, yeah! <laughs> but had I not lent the gun and the ammo, I would definitely not be on Slam Fire tonight. I'd probably be sleeping outside on the sidewalk. Yeah. 
I kind of need him and he kind of needs me. We're symbiotic. That's right. Yeah, we uh, we established that. I'm like the shark and you're like the little fish that swims underneath my belly, my leftover scraps. I was the shark. You used my gun and my ammo there to kick ass at that match. Right. Talk about, well, uh, well, just remember to talk about what happened on your weekend stronghand stages later. Oh, it's brutal. Cool. Who else do we got over there? We got, so this guy, I need to introduce him. We need to make this official. This is a gentleman that Filthy used to refer to as Stable Boy. All right. So we all know Filthy has himself a squire, Fred LaPierre. And uh, Fred got the nickname Squire because Filthy would drag him to the Ipswich matches. And since he's literally half of Filthy's age, he would have Fred carry his stuff around. So he's like, you're my squire. (laughs) So Mark Price comes on the scene and and Mark has known Owen for a long, long time. They used to beat each other up with sticks and fake armor. And um, I don't know how Filthy and Mark... Sorry, I don't know how Mark, yeah, Filthy, I don't know how Filthy and Mark met. But anyway, Filthy drags Mark up here one weekend, and he he's pooping all over Mark, and basically Mark's not even good enough to be a squire. And Mark gets uh, branded with the nickname Stable Boy. Well, I have to tell you that after the performance that he put in this week, he came up here for an entire week. He arrived on what day, Mark? Saturday. Saturday. So he gets up here on Saturday. The, and is staying until Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on how things go at Muffin's after party, right? And he's come to the range with me every day. He's replaced Matthew because Matthew used to stay here, go to the range with me and work, and then come home and do squad buckets and target bags and admin stuff and printing labels and printing lists. And Mark has completely taken over that role. And it's not that I want to say he's done it better than Matthew, but he's done it better than Matthew. Well, look at him. He's like four times the size of Matthew. Literally <laughs> right. so, four times the man that Matthew is. You can squeeze him like a lemon. That's it. You got it, right? So so anyway, um, I told him, I said, uh, he's accepted a position with a new firm is what's happened, right? He's now part of the Ferlate group, and uh, he's he's accepted the position of squire over at Ferlate group. So so Filthy is just, uh, just going to have to suck lemons or something. Luck. Yeah, Filthy's out of luck. So, so who's this new squire or... Stable boy, then there is no more stable boy. Stable boy has been uh, accepted new position at the Ferlate firm well, now and is now a squire. No, there's new position now available. So there's the position is now open. Yes. Oh, we have a position open for stable boy, hmm, right? We will be accepting you know applications. Right. Just right. send it to radio at gmail.com. Yeah, you could be the next stable boy. So, so yeah. go go ahead, uh, you know, Esquire there. Tell us, uh, tell us what you did this week in guns. This weekend guns, I did everything Trevor told me to do. <laughs> I didn't complain. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't complain. And today, we've had some long days, and we've had some challenging days. Today was uh, both long and challenging. And, uh, yeah, he. Uh, was, uh, did, uh, I'm in one of my surly moods right now, like never before. I'm exhausted. And these boys are taking all of my rude comments and short-tempered snaps in, in stride, and I appreciate it. I also, my gun worked flawlessly the whole match. <laughs> Yet again. Nice. <laughs> my, my Graham Power K100. I am really tempted. <laughs> it is the uh, sidearm, official sidearm of all Slovakia, True. Slovakian uh, troops and uh, police forces. Like, what, 18 or 20 of them? How many do they have now? Uh, 24. 24, right. Okay. Yeah. 
I have been tempted to purchase one of those. They are lovely pistols. I handled one, and I understand why David Coping is all in love with them and carrying them, because they're they're pretty sweet. I still want to see it. (laughs) Also pretty sweet. Yep. I, I never should have shot one last year. I loved it so much. I just gave it back to Bill Anderson and said, don't ever let me shoot that again. I just can't do it. I got to get you to try 1911. I gave uh, a buddy of mine came out with his wife to shoot a CQB match. So I gave, uh, I gave her my shadow, uh, shadow one to shoot. And then at the end of the day, she's, he's like, yeah, we got to get you your own pistol, maybe a Glock. She's like, no, I want one of these. So oh. she, just, she, she, just, she just got a shadow to a couple of weeks ago. So she's Sweet. pretty fun. It was a great match for me. I, I had lots of fun, lots of different targets. There's a lot of targets I've never shot at before. So it was a really good experience. And except for a couple things, like I had, I missed a target on one stage that was a pain in the butt. I actually had a, a no shoot. And I shot the target once, and then I stared at it, mad that I hit the no shoot, and never shot again. <laughs> the brain locked up hard. Put the brain in a park. I was so mad. But overall, it was a great day, and the days didn't seem overly long. They seemed to end at a pretty good time. Today, like at one o'clock today, I could have swore it was four o'clock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's because of your issues, though. That was a you thing. Hmm. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad everyone didn't experience time the way I did today. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Is that it, Mark? Yep. That's it. Awesome. All right. We got everyone, right? Do you have anyone else just like hanging out on couches over there that's, that's going <laughs> to chime no, in? No. no, we're good, man. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Upcoming events. We have the Meaford Steel Challenge. That's going to be September 7th, 8th, and 9th. They still need ROs to come out and meet some great shooters. And Kelly. Kelly's going to be there. Yeah, uh, there as well. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, Ryan McLean, Tech hey, Producer, yeah. Greg May. Dave, they're all going to be out there. It's going to be yeah. a great time. So, why don't you go out there and what do you get? What do you even do? Hold a timer. Make sure that people don't uh, put their booger picker on the bang switch when they're not supposed to. Yeah, they need both ROs as well as uh, somebody who's going to be spotting at each stage. So, yeah. Just... So, if you can yell "impact," yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have and spotting look... scope, bring it. Mm. Uh, if you're such a person. Send a message to the Facebook group or email Chris at uh, chris at psoc.ca. Let's see here. News. Did you guys see that uh, Ian did a video on the C1A1? Ian from Forgotten Weapons. I did. I saw it. I didn't watch it. It's saved to my uh, watch later. How cool is that? Was that the Canadian uh, military version or edition that we used of the FNAFL? And he had a trials no what did he call it a shop rifle one of the first experimental rifles uh, apparently we have a, a company here in canada called oh what was it movie gunworks it, it's a it's a company that has lots uh, an arsenal for uh, for the movie industry for blank firing and that kind of thing yeah and that's one in where, toronto and one in vancouver yeah and that's where that's where this they, they were to uh, to test these things out and, and show them off and they were uh, they're really cool yeah <laughs> Miss my FN file. Mm. I bet you do. Why did you ever get rid of it? I I didn't get rid of it. So what happened was I was at a gun show and a guy had an Australian, uh, it was a Lithgow foul and it was a really good deal on it. So I thought, yeah, absolutely, I'll take it. But I didn't have my restricted at the time. So I had it registered in a buddy's name and they prohibited them before I got my uh, RPL. Mm. So I lost my FN file and I'm now the wrong person to hold one. So the government owes me an FN file. Fair. Okay. That's the way I see it. I think that's how that works. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, on to uh, new gun stuff. Uh, the first one I wanted to show, am I going to be able to show this? Ooh, tricky. Let's see. Maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah, that works. There yeah, that'll work. Uh, this is the MDT has got a new bipod out called the Skypod? Skypod? I have no idea how they want you to pronounce that, but uh, CKYE pod. So it's a fancy bipod. They're 500 bucks. They look very robust. I'll never yep. buy one though because it's 500 bucks. And it's a big chunk of steel. It's not really my aluminum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they got them. That's kind of neat. Uh, the next one, the uh, Terra TM9. Have you guys seen this? It's the, uh, wait, 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 Terra Perfection. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's, uh, it's a Glock off. Glock off, yes. Glock knockoff, yeah. Yeah, but it's got like the uh, MMP style takedown. The rest of the stuff is kind of Glock. There's a dual action, single action trigger assembly of some kind. Interesting thing about these, they're 369. So uh, one more entry into the uh, polymer striker fired pistol that no one asked for, particularly. No, where, where's it's not like the Magger League sticks out very far. No, it does not. Nope. Finger grooves, no stippling. Where is this thing made? Uh, I had it. <laughs> Some, a country that no longer exists in the Middle East. It does. It's in the Balkans, and it's one that's near the ocean. I can't remember what it's called. It's one of the weird ones. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> make a Simpsons joke then. Put it in H. Yeah. Uh, the IWI Masadas are six fifty nine. So I think we talked about those, and they're up now. We didn't talk about that price, so that's pretty good. Six fifty nine. Yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not five fifty like the CZ, but. Yeah, it's not bad. It's cheaper than yeah. uh, you know some of the other options that are have been on the market for longer. That's right, but I mean, yeah. it's still it's still IWI. It's not like a Gerson fly by night Turkish thing. Correct. Uh, we need to ask Benny. I think Benny may have one of those. I would assume that he would buy one. He yes. probably has one by now. Yeah, yeah. We want to wait into this one. Nope, that's <laughs> dumb. I think it's. Uh, why do you think it's dumb, Trevor? Well, because it doesn't have anything to do with us. And it's... because Trump has been banning stuff like bump stocks. Like if you're going to like put Trump on anything, you should put him on a bump stock, like in well, I mean, him on a bump stock as an it's, ironic it's thing. A, it's a slap in the face of the LGBTQ community, right? They're taking those letters and putting other things on them, which I'm not super thrilled about. And then it's just a little too pro for me. Yeah. So... Yep. You feel free to talk about it. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I think Trump is has been banning more stuff than Obama has, so to put to like engrave his face on a magazine seems silly. And it's not even funny. If it was funny, I think like right. I'm, I I love offensive humor, uh but it's yep. not funny. And it, they've missed the mark. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Anyways, lots of people on CGN, I think they they bought them out. <laughs> Why would a Canadian want that magazine? Can someone explain that to me? Yeah, it's silly. Yeah. So they find it amusing, probably. I guess. Fair enough, Dave. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's from uh, So I don't, like this is this is new to the market. Uh, this is the Norinco Olympia pistols. I think this is to designed to be used for like your twenty-five meter rapid fire ISSC, ISSC, the Olympic style shooting. Uh, 
because these pistols are like a thousand bucks if you get the actual Walther one. <laughs> or you could get the Noriko one for two ninety. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It probably shoots the same. <laughs> or pretty close. I don't know. I have this no I don't, energy. Dave. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely it shoots the same. Genuine Chineseum. It's good stuff. Okay. <laughs> what is this thing? What uh, is this? It probably has to do with resting the pistol while they shoot it. Maybe. You'd have to look at the style and technique they use. It says barrel weight. Maybe it's a barrel weight, or maybe it's to hold it. Okay. They also like put the gun down in like a low ready position. Maybe it rests on that or something. Mm. Looks like it's got yeah. a ledge and a step there. This is all pure speculation. Who cares? Yeah. It's Olympic pistol shooting. Indeed. Uh, let's see here. Glock 43X and 48 railed versions are out now. So Interesting. I love this gun. For... i got to tell you, man. I haven't even shot it, but I handled it, and I absolutely love it. And I love that it's like the smallest restricted, like most compact restricted we can get. Like mm-hmm. I would take this over in 19 any day. Yeah, because it's got like a, a nicer grip on it and mm-hmm. uh, slim line. So that's kind of yeah. neat. Now, I'm not going to take this slim line gun that's meant to disappear in my waistline and stick a light on it. That's stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's see. God, my. That is silly. Yep. They just needed to sell more guns. So, hey, stick a rail on that sucker. No, take the rail off. We're going to sell a couple of million without a rail. And then a year into production, we'll 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 introduce the railed version. I think stick a like, bayonet on it, though. One yeah. of the things that Glock Glock has been doing is introducing more and more models with like such slight variations that it almost yep. doesn't matter. Yep. And, but for a collector, it does. And there are people that literally have every make and model of Glock out there. Hmm. Indeed, Weird. it doesn't seem like the sort of thing one would collect. But I could see that. Yes. No. Uh, if you're looking Ooh, for Yo Dave wow. stuff, you can get that stuff now in Canada. What is Yo Dave stuff? Yo Dave makes triggers and uh, trigger kits for your CZ rifles. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it too. Mm-hmm. So I like me a CZ rifle. Like this would be the 452 we're looking at, which is one of the 22s. Or are they also doing yep. these for so? Could I get one of these Yo Dave kits for my 17 HMR CZ? Maybe that'd be cool. Mm, this is the 452, 455, or BRNO regardless, regardless mm-hmm. of caliber. Nice. Yep. Trigger pull weight can be adjusted from approximately one to 3.5 pounds. Jeebus. Comes with four shims and four new springs plus a roll pin so you can change out the springs on it. Yeah, it's pretty light. I mean, it's 30 bucks. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, I love springs. Such a cheap way to, to improve a gun's feel. Uh, 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 Who is uh, that? Why are we ringing? Turn it off before Trevor comes and thumps you. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. I got one of these coming. Uh, I I sure hope so. Yeah. Yep. That's for your 458 SOCOM, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my upper. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, the boys from Wolverine, uh, Wolverine Supplies are a major match sponsor for SummerSlam, and their uh, some of their employees and staff shooters are coming to shoot the sponsorship squad, and one of them is bringing me one of these. Really? Who's coming? Nice. Uh, Ty, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'd have to check the list to see if there's anybody else. There were more. Matt had to drop out. Guy had to drop out. Okay. But so uh, Ryan, Ryan Rupert. Yep. 
Um, so he doesn't work for Wolverine, but j- keep claiming that he does because it really bugs him, and I love well, doing I, it. I did say employees yeah. and staff shooters, right? Yes. Well, he's a he is a staff sh- staff shooter. He's a it better he's be. Got a, he's got a jersey. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, bug him about it. Uh, okay. So for for the audio listeners, we're talking about the uh, Wolverine supplies is bringing in. 458 SOCOM magazines that are pinned to five rounds of 458 SOCOM. And uh, yeah, they're very neat. Very similar to your 50 Beowulf mags. Very similar. So it's a full body magazine mm-hmm. that is pinned to old five rounds of 458. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, they are very interesting. Yeah, these magazines will fit five rounds of 458 SOCOM. I think I've been asked this 13 times. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you guys are going to spend 13 minutes talking about these. Probably, yeah. Or so yeah. calm. Well, before we get to 13 times, let's just, yeah, we can just move on to the next one then. <laughs> but that was uh, literally um, the post from one of the Wolverine guys. How many yeah. rounds does this hold? It holds five rounds of 458. <laughs> I yeah. just wonder how long. I've been asked this yeah. 13 times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's very carefully what they chose to say. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, these are kind of neat. So Dante's has the uh, Smith & Wesson MP45 threaded barrel kit. So you've got your 45 ACP uh, MP for 477, and it comes with two barrels, a 4.5-inch barrel and a 5.18-inch Two barrel. barrels for 480 bucks. Ah, if it's a 9 mil, I'd take it. Yeah, but it's a 45. That's why it's only 480 bucks because not everybody is hankering yeah. for a MMP and 45. No. Yeah. You could, hey, maybe you can get another barrel, get the 9 millimeter barrel for it. I don't know if, if like, Lone Wolf does the conversions like they do for Glock. Probably not. No. By the time uh, you do that, you're probably up into the price of just buying a 9 mil uh, MMP. Yep. Yeah. True story, Dave. Yep, yep. All right. That is. Enough of that. Uh, uh, okay, let's head on into our main topic. Our main topic is SummerSlam so far. So, so far, like, you guys are on what day of what day? Okay, so we just finished day two of the pre-shoot. So SummerSlam is an Ipsic level three match. Level three means that it has to re- uh, receive national and international sanctioning approval of the uh, course of fire or the courses of fire. And um, it's, it's huge. I'm, I'm exhausted. It's been a, a lot of long days. Construction has been going on all of last week. And then this week, so the range is closed last week as of Tuesday. And um, this week it was closed for construction and then pre-match. So pre-match is Wednesday, Thursday. Friday is typically we reset all the targets or replace all the targets. So the match will start with fresh targets on Saturday morning. Um, and porta potties come in. The range is also open for uh, competitors who want to pop by and look at the stages from afar. They are not allowed to walk the stages. They are not allowed to enter the shooting area. They are not allowed to go down range at the stage because although the range is open to everyone, not everyone can make it. So, as a match director, I believe it's unfair for them to walk the stages the day before other competitors have the opportunity. So I have strict guidelines. Stay off the stage or you'll be told to leave the range. Um, a lot of the things that we typically would be doing tomorrow are done. Wednesday, Luke, uh, bang, bang, uh, bang switch. Uh, Luke usually rolls in and he sets up the chronograph stage. I was able to get that done with some help from the boys. And so all Luke had to do when he arrived on Wednesday was put up a couple of tarps 
set the crony up again and calibrate it with the match ammo and the uh, match gun. And we were able to get both squads that were in the pre-match through crony today. So, or yesterday rather. So that meant today Luke was pretty much at our disposal to get a couple of little things done that we may have missed or may have forgotten. And when he got all those things done, he actually went around the range and retargeted the entire match all by himself. Took the better part of the day to do it by himself, but um, it was done. So when we were done today, we were done. There was, there was nothing to do. Let's get out of here. I had lots to do, um, but things have calmed down a little bit. Uh, we went and picked up the awards and stuff like that. So, so tomorrow will be a relaxed day at the range. And then tomorrow evening, we have the quote-unquote registration night. Everybody's already registered, but it's got a match check-in. They come in, they see me at the table, and they give me their name. I confirm their uh, division and category, uh, tell them once again what squad they're in, and then... We lost Trevor? Yeah, we lost Trevor. Kind of funny, because you've got like three guys in the house, all the internet. Oh, you're back. (laughs) All right. Okay, where did I get cut out? Uh... It's going to be an easy ago. day at the range. Uh, yeah. People's registrations and see what the squad yeah. they're in. So people come to the uh, to the pub to check in for the match, and uh, Muffins there selling hats, and Tracy from the CCFR will be there giving out um, the match booklet and a little bit of swag. One of our match sponsors this year is Black Sheep Brass, and he hooked us up. He gave us several thousand bags they're bags of 1000 pieces of nine millimeter brass all prepped ready to go and then he gave us bags of 100 to give to the competitors at check-in so they'll get their match booklet they'll get a bag of 100 pieces of nine mil uh the match booklet and uh i imagine tracy always has like a lanyard and a sticker or something from the ccfr so then saturday we go live um with the match I have gotten confirmation from Ipsa Canada that because I shot the pre-match with a PCC, I'm permitted to shoot it with a pistol during the main match. So I am that special kind of stupid where I think this is a good idea and I'm going to do it. So I've got a, an incredibly competent range master on site. I turn the match over to him. Really, I've got nothing to do. So, um, But he's shooting. I'll be in the sponsorship squad with him. You know, if we get a call, we can co-range master. Uh, I'll go once. He can go the next time, something like that. And we're also going to shoot through, which means we'll finish uh, ahead of the other uh, the other people. So then we can concentrate on match administrative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're at. So um, why don't I turn it over to the boys and they can discuss what their impressions were of the uh, the pre-match, their highlights and their <laughs> lowlights. And uh, I'll talk about uh, all the catastrophe that happened today to me, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So, Gal and Mark, which one of you guys wants to go first and talk about your day? Mark, you want to go for it? Sure, why not? I'll be short and sweet probably. Um, I actually really enjoyed the match. I didn't, it was good to watch other people go ahead of me. So I, sometimes you get an extra idea or an extra thing they're doing because maybe sometimes I'll change my mind, especially if there's a few people ahead of me. The worst is going first because then you can go through and talk about the match and then you go first and then you watch people go after you like, oh, I should have done that. Maybe I should have done that. People do a lot of talking before, you know, the stage starts. So usually you can pick up some ideas, but sometimes I think people keep stuff to themselves just a little tiny bit just to give themselves a little edge. Oh, man, we got one guy that's like that. 
and he actually doesn't even want me to watch him do his walkthrough. Trevor will see my tricks. Are you serious, dude? Come on, really? <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. There's no question, Mark, that some people will see something and absolutely keep it, keep their mouth shut. If I see anything that I think will benefit someone, that's a shortcut or whatever. I'm so proud that I found it. I can't help but open my mouth. That's why you're such a stand-up guy. <laughs> and yet you still win. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing is, Dave, I'll tell anybody my plan anytime. They just have to go out there and do it better than me. You know, it's it, it's not about gaming. It's about shooting it to the best of your abilities. You can have the best stage play in the world. If you can't hit what you're aiming at, then it don't matter. Yep. Or do your mag changes or move. I'd, I'd rather discuss because I'm still in a position where I want to learn. And I think that discussing with other competent shooters, uh, you learn more about stage breakdown and options. Because there's, there's um, at the last Battle of Alberta, I was shooting with uh, uh, Tuna. Uh, he's, uh, he's a pretty good Ipsic shooter and uh, three-gun shooter out of uh, Alberta here. And uh, a couple of times, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. And he's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that, too. And then I went and shot it. And he's like, you did this. Why'd you do that? Why didn't you do that over here? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's, yeah. 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 So mean, we, we uh, often, some of them just wait to watch me do my walkthrough. But I may be better at it than them. But it may not be the best plan. You know, oh, yeah, then sure. some of the top guys from Nova Scotia will show up. And then they'll do something. And I'll feel like the rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but every once in a while, one of the new guys will come up with something that I'm like, I'm changing my plan, you know, and other Trevor, he did other Trevor did that more than once throughout this match. We stood back, we watched him do it. And I was like, Trevor, you just taught me something. Well, you just makes what you just did makes so much sense. I'm embarrassed. I didn't think of it myself. Right. Sometimes new people don't know the mistakes to make. That's right. Yep. Even Jerry Mitchell says he watches everybody new and veteran alike. And so. you, you just got to know your limits because I've had stages where I see people doing something and I'm like, oh, man, I should do that. And I'm like, I actually cannot physically do that. So mm-hmm. there's no sense of trying it and failing and getting no hits and hitting the wrong targets because we had the one that had, I think, five, five poppers that were activating ones. Yep. Mm-hmm that we had to do. And some people were, you know, run across really fast and trying to get one of the drop targets. And it was like, you know, or shooting from far back. And I'm like, I'm just going to try it my way. Cause I'm not going to have the speed to make, to make it worth my while. Yeah. So I just stood in one spot and shot the targets. Right. Or you may see me run up and, and take one while, while running or, or shoot them while moving from right to left. And then you guys are like, it's a great plan, but my shooting skills aren't there yet. So I need to run all the way over here and then stop and shoot them from here. Right. And then we saw Phil, God love Phil. If Phil shot every weekend, a lot of people be in trouble because he is really good for the amount of time he puts in. Um, he had a good plan, but he flinched and smoked the penalty steal. I had two penalty steals close to the shoot steal, and he tried a hard angle, and he put it right into the penalty steal, just not realizing that at that angle, he was actually going to have to aim further to the right than he normally would. And just so he he chose a, he chose a strategy that exceeded his skill level at this time. So. And, and all except for one stage, my mag, my mag change plans were really good. So I had those all down in my head before I started. So I wasn't trying to mess with how many rounds I had. I always knew what I had left, especially if, I, if there was steel involved. So I knew how many hiss, misses I had and could still go without doing a mag change. So that seemed to pay off pretty good. Awesome. What was your favorite stage? Whew. I don't know. I really like the trailer one. 
Yeah, I was a fan of the trailer one too. I had some a little bit of struggle there finding the red dot through the port one time, but uh, for the most part, I was very happy with it. And uh, is there a stage that you would want to do again, given the opportunity? Uh, well, one that I would need more practice on is I realize I need to work on my long game more because, say, the boat, those last targets, three targets, and I empty yeah. every round I had left because I knew I was going to have trouble hitting them. And I, did. St- I hit some, but it's a long ways away. It's probably fair to say you've never shot at a target that far in an Ipsic match in your life. Oh, for sure, no. How far out are the targets? Uh, we had steel at um, 30 and then three paper at 35. Oh, nice. Man, this, this were they obstructed or no? Nope, they were not obstructed. Hmm. That's not super far. That's that's a good shot with a pistol, though. Yeah, we've and, I've, I've brought them in. I've had them as far as 50 before. They'll be back at 50 for the Nationals, of course. And to pre-walk in the stage help with as far as, you know, making sure I get into the proper position and not forgetting to go out the window and coming in low. What happened where you missed a complete array of targets? Where was that? Was that the transport? Oh, I think it was the first stage, wasn't it? I think it was it was Steel Popper I missed. No, no, but didn't you, like, completely forget to shoot at a group of targets? You walked right by them? Nope. No? Okay. Maybe that was, was somebody missed, else. There was one Steel Popper I completely missed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And there's one stage too that had like a low window, and I figured out that if I just squatted down, I couldn't actually see my sight. So I just uh, put my arms up past the wall, and I could look through at my sight. I have long arms, so yeah. I could pull it off, but some other people couldn't. So yeah, cool. <laughs> you have a mute button, Gallon. Anything else, uh, Mark? Uh, no, it was a great day. Lots of fun. Well, I need also need normally a lot of practice on moving targets. Because with oh, all yeah, but- the drop turners and the swinging targets and stuff, there was just so much movement out there. That I need to practice on that stuff. Not easy to do unless you have a Nipsic club like mine that has a bunch of them and they're left set up once in a while, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so cool. Gallon. Yeah, so this was my first SummerSlam. Uh, really? I thought it was awesome. All the stages were challenging. They... All were pretty fun, unless you drop the ball like I did. Uh, my worst stages were the transport trailer, because there's a window when you're coming back with two targets, and oh, I just was... I blew past it. I didn't even stop and think or look. I blew past it, and that pooched the stage for me. Oh, that and was I... you. Uh... Yes. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Trevor's glitching out again. Go ahead, Gal. Jason? Yeah, Trevor's a bit glitchy. And uh, the last stage, uh, the two stages were basically identical, right? You shoot a partial paper, uh, there's a piece of steel, and then a full target. And when you shoot the steel, it drops the targets, and it presents another partial and another full target. So with the PCC, that was pretty good. I shot my partial, shot my steel. As it was falling, I hit my big target. And then once it dropped, I hit the big target again, and then I hit the partial. I did really well on it with the uh, strong side. So then I was going into the weak hand shooting, and I'm shooting PCC, so that's off my left-hand shoulder, and I was super confident about it going in. I'm like, let's do this. Like I can shoot weak hand all day. And the timer went off, and I brought the gun on my shoulder. I didn't turn my EOTech on, and I had to punch that thing like 20 times just to get like a little bit of it. I completely threw that. It was awful. Like that was an easy 
hit factor of like five plus and i shot like a 1.79 because of that it was just it killed me so i go up to shoot it and i'm laughing at him saying huh i'll get a seven on it right well i went to the safety area didn't realize that he never actually completely turned on the eotech he got it on just enough so that he could see and left it at that so when i went to the safety area picked up the rifle took a sight picture on the backstop went all right it's on good it wasn't turned on all the way. So when I get out there, I can barely see the stupid reticle. <laughs> so he was Jinked off himself. completely for him. And yeah, totally off completely for him and only barely on for me. So instead of rocking a seven hit factor, I only put like a five. But besides that, it was a really good match. Uh, again, it was my first SummerSlam. I was kind of following Trevor around all day, seeing what he was doing. And I was looking at his hit factors versus my hit factors. Yesterday, we had a Sometimes. chat. Sometimes he'd take the stub out of the scorekeeper's hands before I got to it. Yeah, it's my thing. <laughs> well, like last night we had a chat and stuff, and Trevor said, like, you're shooting good, your alphas are, you know, you're making your hits, right, but work on less positions and stuff. We shot stages where I'd take five positions to shoot it, and then Daddy Longlegs here would do it in three positions. Well, it's less moving around. This is where he's getting his scores, right? So it's like getting skating lessons from Gretzky. <laughs> uh, oh, he's blushing a little. Uh, but uh, I had a, I had a super good time. This was an awesome match. The stages are all fun. All of them have unique challenges. Like that first one we did, where you had to go prone. That was painful for a lot of people. Prone, but on one sh- on your side. Yeah, like an urban urban prone. prone. Ooh, urban prone. Nice, love that. That's easy points. Yeah. yeah. Great for a PCC too, because that's a that's a super easy shot to make with a rifle. Kind of a pain yeah. in the butt for a pistol. Well, with the PCC, a lot of the stages are—I don't know if this is intentional or unintentional. Maybe Trevor wants to chime in, but a lot of them you don't have room to muzzle that long rifle, right? You have to come way back and way around to get in there, or otherwise you're going to be slamming into barricades and stuff. So the reason why that is is. This is still a pistol match, and we allow rifle shooters to shoot it. When match directors are designing stages at this point in the game, because PCC is new, they're barely considering PCC. It's it's almost an afterthought. So they're not designing stages to be more challenging for the PCC or easier for the PCC. They're designing their typical IPSC stage, and if you can navigate it with a PCC, good on you but don't expect any accommodations. That's something I think PCCs have to learn to deal with is the different angles and room that they're going to have compared to just being out on the range, especially if they're like, you know, maybe pointing down through a floor or through a railing. It's going to be hard to see. Maybe, maybe they haven't never looked that way before. I tell you, Mark, if I uh, do commit to PCC on a regular basis, I'm going to get a seven and a half to 10 and a half inch barrel length for an upper or upper for an air i'll get an air chambered an air upper chambered in nine mil with a stupid short barrel because at the distances we shoot it won't matter if it's seven and a half or 18 it's it's don't matter a lot of handier around windows you got it and walls and all like going up and around a wall you don't have 18 inches sticking out in front of you that's right so uh gallon so uh favorite stage least favorite stage stage you like to do over on Oh, I'd like a do-over on that last stage 19, the weekend shooting. That that was easy, easy, easy points for me. And I pooched it by not having that sight on and then dragging my finger along the bolt, which caused a double feet. That's the one I want to redo. 
Uh, favorite stage. Like, are we talking fun-wise? It'd have to be the maze or the boat. The bus was awesome. Like, these were all really, really good stages. I really liked the um, the bus and the boat. They were fairly practical in how the target placement and movement was. Right, A lot of people say Ipsic isn't practical. It's as practical as the match director would like to make it, given the access to the props that he has. So, you know, what I did with the bus stage was... The start position was this, seated with your back touching the back of the seat, the, your hands on the marks, and the marks were at 10 and 2, looking forward out the windshield with your foot, with your uh, right foot on the brake and your left foot on the clutch. That was the start position. So you didn't get to get into the Ipsic monkey and game it and lean and creep and all this stuff. The start position was incredibly detailed and it had to be demonstrated by the arrow. So everybody started the same way. Um, then you had to get up out of the seat, get your firearm loaded off of a barrel and engage targets through the bus windows and then kick open the back door and engage targets in the back. So on the left, we had a silhouette of a car with a passenger and a driver, and then on their knees would have been a bad guy hiding behind the front bumper and a bad guy hiding behind the rear bumper. So that was on the right side of the bus. You had the same target array, same kind of car on the left side of the bus. And then when you kicked open the back door, there was a truck. And you remember the gas pump radial? Yep. So the gas pump was in front of the back of the truck. And there was, so it's like the truck pulled up to the gas pump, right? Well, I had a swinger back there. So when you hit the popper, the swinger was basically a bad guy appearing and disappearing from behind cover behind the truck. So the swinger would literally pop out from behind the gas pump and go back again. So it was very realistic, very practical, um, heck of a lot of fun. Really only one way to shoot it. So you couldn't game it. I closed up all the windows on the bus. It's like you shoot out this window for this array of targets. You shoot out this window for this array of targets. Kick down the back door and shoot that array. Now let's see who can get the best hits at the fastest time. And I want to redo that stage. That yeah, like a lot of fun. The, 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 was, the, yeah. the partials killed me. So just, what it, what he's yeah. talking about by partials is so in Ipsic you have two types of partials. You have a shoot target with a no shoot target over the front of it, and if you hit the no shoot target, you receive penalties. Then you have what we call a hardcover target, where half of the target or three quarters of the target is painted black, and that black represents hardcover. So either. Uh, a bad guy behind a wall or a bad guy wearing body armor, something like that. Well, I'm frugal. So instead of painting half the target black, I put my non-scoring border on, which is a piece of tape, and then I slice the target in half. And slicing the target in half is the same effect, as far as the rules is concerned, as a hardcover target. So to be, to stop people from shooting through the car, I use those um, cut targets and I place them just an inch or two above the window sill of the door on the car. And uh, the car doesn't get shot up that way. And people think they've got a smaller, harder target to hit. It's the exact same amount of real estate you have, whether I paint it black or cut it in half, but it has some kind of psychological effect on them. So Interesting. Yeah. I admire how frugal you are. I just want to get that out there in the open. <laughs> Probably because people are used to shooting in the middle of a target, and all of a sudden they don't have a middle. It's much, much smaller. Yeah, but they have a false sense of confidence when when the whole target's there, but part of it's painted black. Yeah, you know. So yeah, the whole thing's there. But guess what? If you hit if you hit in the black, it ain't going to count. So some of those targets are challenging for the PCC because of our height over board. Yeah, I got screwed once. I ended. Yeah, up me hit, too. 
I ended up um, not aiming off enough and put two into the penalty, but I was close enough that I could see it, and I, I made it up, of course, but it was still, you know, down 20 on that one target. So, yeah. all right. Um, you guys good? I'll, I'll go ahead. So good. the pre-match started Wednesday morning, and um, – I, I didn't think I was nerved up, but obviously I was nerved up. I, you know, I got calls almost right away from the other squad with a couple of questions, and I encourage that. I always tell them, you have a radio, use it. Don't think, don't interpret, don't, uh, you know, don't come up with anything on, on your own. If, if something isn't painfully obvious right off of the bat, please call me on the radio, and I will clarify, because I don't want you doing something you're not supposed to and causing a reshoot or a stage get tossed or whatever. So, so anyway... Um, in the first five stages, I was down points because I had a mic on stage one. Stage one, first of all, my game plan uh, fell out my butt as soon as the beeper went. I was supposed to take the intended targets from the port and then one from the middle array through the first port and then skip the middle array altogether, go straight into that urban prone position, shoot the targets intended from the urban from that port, and then sneak around a couple of rounds into the, into the center array. Um, and I forgot to take the first target, the, the first target from the center array when I started. And then um, I was running right past it going, oh, I forgot to shoot these guys. Come back. Well, I might as well shoot them both now that I'm flat-footed and stopped. So that cost me extra time, and then I believe I had a mic on it. The next stage, I also had a mic. Um, stage three was five poppers and two swingers. I picked up a mic on one of the swingers. Stage four, um, I was a target was on a hard lean, and I should have used my 45-degree offset optic, and I didn't. And I was leaning so hard that I fell out, and I got one shot off before I fell, and the other shot... Um, went off as my foot hit the ground so i picked up a procedural there stage five stage five i ran into the wall yep <laughs> um i and may have had a targets too yeah i may have had a mic on stage five stage six went okay stage seven went okay stage eight the house we cannot release the video like we just can't <laughs> We'd be deplatformed. I'd be kicked off all social media. Gallon actually wants to take the string of expletives and turn it to a ringtone and sell it on uh, Amazon for the show. It was yeah, limited edition slam fire ringtone. It's nine ninety nine. You can EMT me at jason.gallon at hotmail dot com for your custom Trevor ringtone. So, um, start position, heels touching axes. You run to the right. You have a popper that activates two moving targets. Moving target uh, on your right is a double exposure drop turner. So it drops and it shows itself towards the shooter. It drops again, shows itself towards the other shooter, drops and disappears. That had two targets on it. Now, they're non-penalty mics. So as long as you engage it, you're good. You don't have to shoot at it. So everybody was shooting at it, and I thought, I'm really going to burn this stage down and not take the points and just take the time. So I hit the popper, and I run to the next uh, opening for the other mover, which is a bobbing target. So the bobbing target is coming up and going back down, coming up and going back down. It's appearing and disappearing behind cover, but remains visible at rest, so it's not a disappearing target. So I get that on the first on the first exposure, pop, pop, pop two into the alpha real fast. I take off running. I hit my two poppers. I, I, I go to the bottom of the stairs. 
I shoot the next uh, three targets with six rounds, drop the mag, run up the stairs like a gazelle, a fat gazelle, but a gazelle. Shut up. <laughs> I get to keto gazelle. Keto gazelle. That's right. Um, I get to the corner. I hit the stomp plate. I stick the gun uh, out the port. I hit the popper. The the swinger starts going. I smoke that. I smoke the other stag target, and then I get to the the railing. So there's a trap door in the floor of the house, second floor of the house. You hit the stomp pad. The f- trap door opens, exposes two targets down below. I stick the gun through the railing. I can't find the red dot in the scope, and I'm twisting and I'm turning and I'm twisting and turning. All the while, my electronic hearing protection are beeping, telling me they're about to auto shut off. So whenever they've been on for so many minutes, they shut themselves off, but not before giving you a courtesy beep to say they're shutting off. They go beep, which is fine. But it turns out if you don't answer the beep by pushing the button, they start going beep, 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 beep. And the panicky voice. My mother effing CSers. My hearing protection is beeping in my ears and freaking me out. And I couldn't see my red dot. So I just got desperate and I looked. Oh, both these targets, they had penalties, targets on them. No shoot targets, right? Parcels, right? So I'm like, I got to shoot. I got to shoot. So I started lighting off rounds, looking just through the glass of the scope. Pop up into the, I popped one, sorry, into the no shoot target. It's like, oh, no. Pull the gun back out, go over top of the railing, finally find the dot, shoot those targets, and then I get down to the bottom of the stairs, cursing the whole way down, and then, yeah, so the time was super... Oh, also... It's one of my favorite stages. Yeah, it is. should have been an awesome, fun stage. Somewhere along the way, too, I reloaded my gun like a wimp and didn't seat the mag, and I had to tap and rack. That cost time. Anyway, I will pay money who will pay money for the video? I I will pay money to see this video, Jason. All right. And make some money, buddy. EMT me five bucks, and I will Facebook you the video. You'll All make right. more than that on the ads for Facebook if you put it yeah. up. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Maybe we can um, put. I will up, edit. Uh, I will edit the bleeps. It'll make it even funnier. We'll put. No, there. you don't want to edit the bleeps. That's that's the the gravy and the potatoes of the meal. It was awesome. <laughs> anyway, so and. and he was traumatized from when he recorded my stage on the house. That's, yes, that's right. Oh, my God. So uh, Mark was recording uh, my runs, and I was recording his runs. And uh, I told him, I said, Mark, I'm not running up those stairs. And then I said, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll run up the stairs. If you run up the stairs. So, Adrian, we need the camera on me for, for a second. Yep. So Mark takes off up the stairs, and I'm looking through the camera at Mark, not at, not at Mark over the camera, right? So... Um, can we see this here, Adriel? Oh, I can see it. Yep. The, the oh. first, the first thing that happens is I slam my forearm into a four by four on the side of the stairs going up, and then that's not bad enough, right? Then uh, I'm like, "Oh, that hurt." Now I got to put my hand down to help myself up, and then right there, that red mark. We actually have the video of pulling the, the splinter out of there. It was basically a two by four. That got jammed into my hand. <laughs> and yeah, it was quite huge. And there was blood. And uh, other Trevor had to uh, render Kiss first it? aid. No, there was no kissing, Kelly. I like how you always go there, but no. There was kissing. Who? He yeah. cried He cried a little. I, I, <laughs> no, no. Was a tear- kitty uh, band-aid or was it a No, we didn't have any Kelly kitty band-aids. Tears of joy. So I do what all good shooters do. I shake it off. We go up the hill. 
And uh, Gallon, was I the last shooter up the hill? Yes, I believe you were. Yeah, we sure finished on a high note, right? So I was like, I will shake this off. I've got all day tomorrow to come back and win this match. Don't even worry about it. There's a lot of shooting left. This is a big match, 336 rounds, 19 stages. So um, the stage was taking people over between 20 and 30 seconds to do, and I did it in 17 seconds with 100% alpha. It was a 24-round course of fire. I got a huge hit factor, like a 7 or something. It was awesome. So at that point, Gallon was crushed, right? He knew there was no, no coming back. I had him. All right. I'm crushed, but his wife just served me another drink, so okay with it. <laughs> Who's winning now? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So um then uh then then we just left and came home and we did some stuff. Nothing too terribly important. Um the next morning, you know. Oh, this is SummerSlam thirteen. I'm not superstitious, but I do think <laughs> that, you know. Uh, we had, were given a false sense of security on day one. And then the SummerSlam 13 curse, man, it opened up this morning and just surprise prison sex wouldn't have been as painful as what went on today. <laughs> they just came up, blew in all our ears, went, it's time. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, this is going to hurt. <laughs> that's what the last thing I heard. So um, anyway, um, it's my turn to run the stage. And everything is going according to plan. I'm burning it down. The maze is a very, very important stage. It separates the runners from the trotters. And uh, I get to the third array. And pow. Case head separation. Debris flying everywhere outside of the gun. Uh, I've now got a double feed. The arrow stops me because he thinks I have a squib. Um, I get the gun over to the safety area. I'm, 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 I'm a mess. I'm, I'm panicking and I'm not being thorough. And it came back to bite me incredibly hard. When you have a malfunction, you need to stop, take a breath, maybe even give the gun to somebody else who is not frazzled and not shaken and have them look it over. Step back, detach, let somebody else do it if you can't do it yourself. I get the gun um, into uh, a safe area where I can clear the ammunition out. So I do that, get the upper off, uh, get some pliers in there, pull out the uh, the piece of brass, and it's just it's a half a piece of brass. It's case head separation just above you know the case head. And then the other round that was uh, the caused the double feed. So I get that out. I look down the bore, no obstruction, good to go. Um, mm. Put the gun back together. No, there's a piece of brass now holding up the firing pin. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, take the bolt apart, remove the firing pin. Piece of brass comes out. All right, good to go. Hey, did you guys know that the FX9 will fire out a battery? <laughs> no. Well, I twice. do. Nope. Twice. It'll do it twice. Um, but you know, the problem is when only half of the case is in the chamber, there's not quite enough pressure to put around all the way through to the end of the muzzle. Oh no. Right. So I pull the trigger and it kind of sounds like a squib, but not. Why was that loud? I don't understand what happened. All right. Let's hammer down. Try again. Same sound (laughs) again. No hits in the paper. Huh? What do you know? I think I just put two bullets into my barrel, and they stayed there. <laughs> so, so did did, what, did you have the – you said you had case head separation. Was the rest of the brass yes, in the chamber? And that was, yeah, yes. it's still in there. Yeah, so half of the brass casing was in the chamber, which allowed the next round to almost chamber fully, but it allowed it to chamber enough 
that the bolt looked to be completely forward and closed. It went forward enough to allow the hammer to fall and hit the firing pin. Strikes the primer. Everything goes poof in my face. Bullets don't come out the barrel because there's not enough pressure to push them out the barrel. I double down, try it again, pump a second bullet into the into the barrel. Yeah. So my FX9 is downstairs on the bench with a piece of brass stuck in the chamber, two bullets stuck in the barrel. A- Most of a cleaning rod <laughs> and a piece of wooden dowel. Because you're gonna need a you're gonna need more than a cleaning rod. Oh yeah, no, no. This is going to require Denis is going to fabricate a steel um, squib rod that will be supported by brass bushings. So the steel will never touch the rifling; it'll just touch the center of the bullets because it'll be it'll be centered in the bore with these brass bushings. If he does it enough, wow. he should do the uh, the grease fitting trick. That's Which what I is, was telling him. You, you put it on a, uh, now you could put it on a lathe because a lathe is just a, a, a nice way to center two things. And then you take a, you, uh, a piece of brass, like a brass cartridge that goes in the barrel end and that's your seal. And then really that brass has a grease nipple on the back of it. And you start cranking on that guy and you hydraulically push those bullets out without any catastrophic really? hammering the crap out of the barrel. How do you steel s- rod. How do you seal that brass into the muzzle? Go on YouTube and check out, uh, search for grease bullet removal. There's a Ron Hendricks <clears throat> in Edmonton, actually, that does that, d- does the grease trick for getting bullets or, or whatnot out of a barrel. Oh, I like the sound of this. Because it's, it's controlled, right? It's hydraulic. Because yep. it's hydraulic, there's no, like, you're not using air. So if you use air with this, it's, it's catastrophic getting when it, when it unloads. Uh, but the nice thing about grease is that it has zero pressure and it just pushes it out pump after pump with uh, a grease gun or whatever. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. So, You'll need something like that, though, because two bullets in there are not coming out easily. No, 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 they're not. Luckily, they're not deep. Uh, the second one I can see is just left the chamber, right? It's just into oh, the rifling. Fully glad that wasn't a two, two, three. Yeah, two, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Because lighting one off, not fully in the chamber, and two, two, three, we'd know what happened right away. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of so, that the gun allowed it allowed you to fire so far at a battery. Me too. So let the word spread. Hmm. I'll have a talk with the boys tomorrow or Saturday about that. Um, okay, so next, I'm hooped. Uh, Range Masters here. So the boys from Nova Scotia were on the other squad, some of the best that Nova Scotia has to offer, including the uh, regional director for Ipsic Canada. So the president of the NROI will be the range master for the main match. The regional director for Ipsic Canada was the range master for the pre-match. So um, if you're going to switch guns, you need to get permission from the range master. So I did that. And Gallen graciously allowed me to continue with his uh, Ruger PCC. Um, but as uh, I, you know, he called my gun a farm tractor. Yeah, he told me <laughs> I was going. He said you were driving a Honda Civic. Now you're in a Porsche. So I was like, no, I was in a Honda Civic. Now I'm in a farm tractor. Come on, man. Yeah, that farm tractor saved your saved your day. Uh, whatever, my day will be saved on Saturday when I shoot the whole match again in classic. I'm cray cray like that. So, um, yeah. So thank you to Gallon for allowing me the uh, use of his Ruger for the rest of the match. And I was thoroughly impressed with it. Um, the So next, one of the guys on my squad had four, maybe five squibs from the same batch of ammunition. And uh, I was very disappointed. It's uh, X-Mental ammunition. Oh. Yeah, that he bought from me. So, uh, mm. yeah. 
all of my all the X Metal product that's in my house will be going back to X Metal with Alex when he uh, leaves here on Sunday. We had so, some squibs with X Metal last year out of uh, nine mil. Yeah, well, the nine mil that we've had here so far has been been good, but I have seen it before. Casper blew up his Shadow or Shadow Two in the Miramichi a couple of years ago. Uh, they made good for it, replaced the gun. But uh, this guy, I, I mean, didn't even ask me if the guy blew up the gun. Just, all right, what are you sending back kind of thing. So I was like, oh, all right, no problem. Hmm. So that's the end of that. Um, the rest of the match, you know, it took me a little while to get used. Like, I shot one stage with Gallon's Ruger, and I was like, okay, that didn't go perfect, but I know how to make it go perfect the next time. And then I just started to really have some nice runs. Um, I got a reshoot on the boat. Unfortunately, there was RO interference. And uh, I smashed my head on the reshoot pretty good. So did other Trevor. I mean, he he rang his bell. He had to sit for a minute afterwards. Um, we charge into the window and hit a two by four in the ceiling of the boat. So because there's a target climbing up the ladder that you need to engage through the window. I hit it too. I just didn't cry about it as much. Oh, <laughs> so tough. You have anyway. more hair. You have more hair. Yeah, better beard. So so. So anyway, it was a, a challenging match, but uh, even even though I gave up 160 points, I still beat Gallon with his own gun. So there's that. That will always be a thing. So that means the worst I can do is fourth because there's fifth people. So I didn't come in last. So hey, question for you, Trevor. On yeah. uh, you mentioned you're going to be shooting the main match uh, on the weekend. Yep. Can you could you come out shoot the match with a with a PCC and then shoot it again with a with a pistol? The reason you can't you can do that, Dave, is because PCC is an entirely different discipline. Okay, uh, so the PCC guys are in their own match using the pistol matches stages. That's cool. So you could technically shoot it twice in one day with with a long gun and a short gun. If the uh, match director can accommodate you, yeah. But since there's a pre-match and a main match, um, and since I did so poorly with the PCC and had all that catastrophic failure and stuff, um, I sent a, an email to Ipsa Cannon and said, hey, is this a thing I can do? And the reply was yes, because it's a different discipline. You can do that. So Eric Rafael, as a matter of fact, Ooh. just attended the Ipsic Ontario Provincials, and he did that. He shot PCC and then in some other pistol uh, division. So, See, so that, would, since, that would make it that would make it worth it. You could actually shoot for a good chunk of the day. Then that's cool. Uh, no, it's it's two long full days. It's, uh, we shoot ten stages one day and nine the next. Yeah, um, I'm I'm burnt out. It's ridiculous for me to think I want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Whatever. Um, okay, so I thought it was the ammo. I thought those were two squibs. So I'm full blown panic mode. I need to load. 500 rounds to take with me to nationals on Tuesday morning. Uh, I've got to come home. I got to do some SummerSlam and min stuff. And then I got a podcast at eight o'clock. When in God's name, am I going to have time to load 500 rounds? I'm like, you know what? A hundred rounds only takes 11 minutes on my square deal. So I set up a light to shine down onto the powder station or the, the station where I seat the bullet, the seating station to, and I visually inspected every case for 200 rounds to make sure that there was powder in them because there's no powder check system on the square deal like there's in 650. And the more I got thinking and thinking and thinking, I said, wait a second, I ain't never loaded a squib on this machine. I've only loaded one squib on my 650 in my entire reloading career. Something is not making sense. Furthermore, what are the chances 
that I loaded two squibs, and they ended up in the same magazine back to back. Pretty unlikely. Pretty unlikely. So Did you then see I the, th- bat, the brass uh, after it came out because on those two squibs, what you should have actually seen is a huge bulge near the case head. Yep, should have, and I didn't bother to pick them up. They did. Uh, they're certainly super flat primer, I think. Mm. Right. Um, I remember seeing a Pierce primer, Adriel. Uh, I know Justin Brown picked one up, but he didn't comment as to whether it was bulge or not. So, hmm. so that got me thinking. My ammo's good. There's something wrong with the gun. I called Denny. What could possibly cause this in a gun? And he did mention, well, possible out of battery, like you know, some way, somehow. But then he kind of almost talked himself out of it. So when I real when I looked closely at the chamber and saw the ridge from that piece of brass, I went, "Uh huh, yeah, he was on it. He knew, but hadn't quite put it together." So mm-hmm. um, yeah, called him back. So you were right, and it was due to another battery, not enough pressure to get the uh, the rounds down the barrel. I was second guessing myself that um, perhaps I looked through where the you know the upper where the handguard goes. It's the light goes all the way through, right? Because it would be like where they where the um, gas tube would be and stuff so did i look on that instead of the bore no i couldn't have anyway well, so i have a case head separation on the first one is pretty weird yeah well i mean brass gets reloaded and reloaded and reloaded i've seen several case head separations on nine mil several i've seen, I've seen that before i've seen that with rifle rounds too mm. yes. and 45s yeah um so i think i got 400 loaded when i got home uh the squire got filling um Tubes. What did we fill, Mark? We had 800 on the go? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we filled the machine and then filled up uh, six tubes, and then he filled up another tube again. So by the time I was done, I was going to have uh, 800 rounds loaded. As soon as we got off the show tonight, I was going to go back downstairs and keep loading, but I got a bucket full of ammo. I just got a case gauge, and I did 400 just while we were on the show here, and I apologize if it was making a lot of background noise, but I'm kind of crunched for time, so I had to do it. Um. So yeah, that's that was my SummerSlam 13. Just incredibly challenging. Uh, I gotta send a huge shout out to Luke. And if I already did this, I apologize because I'm super tired. But the crony guy did all of the work today that we were supposed to do tomorrow, which is just tremendous help. So, and to everyone who is listening, who is attending the match, I will see you Friday night at the Heron's Nest Cottages at seven o'clock. There will be food and free food that the club members will put together for you. And there will be um, lots of craft beer for you to buy and, and consume. And um, yeah, so we'll see you all at seven o'clock Friday. Big yawn. Let it out, Trevor. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a bear getting out of hibernation. <laughs> uh, except I'm not hungry. I had my salmon. Sweet. Yep. So is that it for SummerSlam? That's it for, for SummerSlam. Next for week will next week I'll be at Nationals. So when I get home from Nationals, I'll give you the recap of how the main match went and the Nationals. Cool. Sweet. Can't wait to go next year. Hmm? Can't wait to go next year. Go where? SummerSlam. There is no SummerSlam, SummerSlam? next year. <laughs> yeah. Just Nationals. Cool. Nationals in twenty twenty one. Okay. All right. Uh so we good for SummerSlam on to the next thing? Yep. Sweet. Uh, next, I, I wasn't allowed to talk about that on the radio. What's the next thing? The next thing. The next thing. YouTube comments. That was and awesome. Justin Brown was running around. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. You give him a task to do, and like with military precision, he get it done. He come back. He look you in the eye. I go next. Like a robot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go cut that grass over there now. 
Done. <laughs> it was awesome. Flagpoles. Flagpoles. Yeah, we put them. We there was flagpoles that got vandalized and ripped off of our covered firing point. He reinstalled them, gave him a box of flags, some tie wraps. He climbed up there like a spider monkey and <laughs> got all the flags put up using proper proto protocol, the way they're supposed to be placed, all the provincial flags and stuff. Just awesome. The range looks amazing, too. Like, huge shout out to the members of the Rescue Gun Club. Not only did we get the match ready, we got a bunch of maintenance done that we were supposed to be doing all along, and we're just busy doing other stuff. Like, the range hasn't looked this good since the 2013 Nationals. And I told the regional director, like, I want this to be a national level caliber match. Like when people come here, I want them to expect the same kind of match that they would expect if they went to the Canadian nationals. And he said, dude, it totally is. I'm like, well, give me something. I need some kind of feedback. You've shot all over the world. What can I do to make this match better? He's like, some of your ports are too high and some of your start positions where it's palms on X's, short people can't reach them. That's all I got. Fix that. Um, done. Okay, great. <laughs> Next. That's my favorite start position. Palms on X's. Yeah, because you're like bent over in a really familiar way, or uh... <laughs> I have really long arms, so I can position myself. Oh yeah. Hey, get ready for SummerSlam. That's coming <laughs> behind you. <laughs> the longer your arms, the longer it takes to get down to the holster. Yeah, I don't have to move afterwards though on tight, tight ones. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next thing would be YouTube and Facebook live comments. And I, I think a couple of us have been uh, fielding those have been going along. Uh, I think one person was asking what, what was the issue with your first case, uh, Trevor? And I think you were mentioning there just case head separation. And then it got worse because then you had those, stayed uh, stuck in the chamber. Yeah. Then Trevor got separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. I did mm -hmm. not as bad as in the maze though. In the maze, I was a hot mess, but uh, yeah. Sweet. And not much other than that. So we can go on to uh, listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, and Cerakote finishes. If you want to Cerakote your Ruger PCC, I guess he'll do that too. Uh, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Uh, okay. We got one from Spencer. I'll just read this since I've got it up. Actually, Kelly, we haven't heard from you for a while. Did you want to read this one from Spencer? Not really. <laughs> yeah. <Look her> up. <laughs> he says, hi guys. Congratulations on the charity shoot. Sounds like another great event. He then goes on to say, I may have mentioned that I got my desert tech MDR 380 bullpup back. Sorry. 308 bullpup back, uh, from being fixed. I'm happy to say that it's running like a champ now. When I send it back, I couldn't get through a single magazine without some kind of failure. I had tried a whole raft of 308 and 7.6 NATO ammo, and nothing seemed to work reliably. Since getting it back a few weeks ago, uh, I've put roughly 350 rounds through it, but uh, both suppressed and unsuppressed. Well, good for him. He's in America, so yay, freedom. Uh, with all um, flavors of ammo um, I could find. And it hasn't hiccuped yet. In fact, the only thing it wouldn't run uh, was some really weak um, CET. What is that? C-E-T-M-E. -E. Anybody know what that is? Set me. Set me ammo. Set me. Spanish, Spanish ammunition, I believe. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, he's following up with, uh, I have for the Span Spanish Mauser. And probably could have made it work if, it, if I wanted to move the gas valves off the normal setting. Just scrolling up. Sorry. 
uh, if it keeps this up another couple of hundred rounds, it sure looks like the Smith & Wesson AR-10 will be up for sale. And with surplus 7.62 um, all over the place, it's not even an expensive gun to shoot these days. I don't know what you are seeing up north, but I can always find top quality Swiss or German 7.62 NATO for around $50 US dollars. Um, or, 50 cents around. Sorry, 50 cents around these days. Um, there's some Malaysian stuff available now that's even cheaper, uh, but I don't think the quality is all that great. That's it for today, I guess. Great show as always, Spencer. He has a couple of PSs here. Again, I have to scroll. I think up. for like seven six seven sixty or three right. I think the cheapest we can get right now is American Eagle. I think Tenda has that for seventy five cents or something like that. Around we can't get close oh, to man. fifty cents. I haven't seen any stuff that's fifty cents. That makes me cry. I remember buying like boxes. US, that's pretty close to uh, sixty seven, yeah. sixty eight cents after the conversion. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes on with a PS like he always does. Too bad Trevor didn't get to the John Browning Museum when he was out in Utah. I'm kind of surprised he didn't make the trip if he's a museum fan. It was very cool to see and the most that it was very cool since it had most of the uh, prototypes on display as well as his actual workshop. It's always a train museum. I guess uh, Ogden, Odin, sorry. Ogden. Ogden. Ogden oh, was the closest real town to where the two ends of the transcontinental railroad ended up meeting machine guns and steam trains. That's a hard combo to beat, he says. I didn't know the museum was there. The gun dudes never told me. Hmm. I doubt I would have had time anyway. We were, well, you know, we were in a class for, we were long days, class half day, range half day, 20 hours class, 20 hours range fit in some steam engines and some machine guns or machine guns on steam engines it had to have been a thing at some point oh it was a thing yeah gatlin guns on the steam engine yeah yeah sounds like an idea for the uh for the summer slam in two years Mm. yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah steam engine uh if you'd like to email the show send your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com uh podcast app reviews there were none but i did get access to our iTunes account. So now I can look at stats and things on our iTunes subscribers. Stats and stuff and things. Yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you would like to head on over to iTunes or whatever podcast app you have and give us a review or rating or whatever. Uh, Some of the different apps out there allow you to thumbs up or give us a star rating. And that helps with uh, getting the podcast more visibility. Shoutouts, Trevor. Yeah, um, so definitely to the um, crew that worked with me here this weekend. The guys aren't even members of the club, and they came up from Fredericton. So Mark, the new, you know, the new squire. Uh, it's just crazy. It's crazy that these guys gave up an entire week of, you know, uh, not being at work, not being with their family, not being with their with their kids, their wives. Right? They come all the way up here and. Um, give up all that free time and then work like dogs to help me put on one of the best matches in Canada. So Mark, Justin, Gallon, like you guys have no idea how much what you've done for me this week means to me, means to the Rescue Gun Club. Um, it speaks to the community that we have and the um, fellowship among gunnies. You guys are awesome. 
I really appreciate you going out of just everything you've done this week to help make this match a success. You're very much part of our team and, and valued members of that team. And um, finally to other Trevor, he completed his IPSC range officer level one certification requirements by completing SummerSlam as an RO. And he oh. did a fantastic job ROing such a long two day. It was grueling. And um, a lot of stages, a lot of shooters, and he did a fantastic job. So congratulations to him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sweet. Kelly? Yeah, I have one. It's for Westfoot. I just wanted to say, you rock. And let's go shooting sometime. Just you and me. Sweet. That's it. Ooh, date night. Two of yeah. us. I think he's You ten. and I. Let me try. <laughs> I think you have to, like, sex it up a little bit. This is an exclusive opportunity. Okay. 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 Calm down, Gallon. Calm, he's 10. calm down. He's oh. 10. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Did I mention he's 10? Oh, and now all of a sudden we are kicked off the internet. Right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could proper get kicked off and put do a, a story time with Gallon, but I don't I don't think yeah. like, that would be proper kicked off. You're right. We could yeah. do that sometime as an extra for maybe the Patreon listeners. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. No. Nice. Slam fire after dark. It's about to get very adult in here. Is it after seven? It's almost 10 o'clock here, so I feel like I can say whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Slamfire triple X. And I've, been, and I've been having a couple drinks tonight. I may have found a bar on the Quebec side that allows smoking indoors and sells beer for two twenty-five. So guess what my second new favorite place to hang out is after Trevor's house. Now, for those of you wondering, how can you smoke in a bar in 2019? Um, First Nations territory is not subject to provincial law. So when they have little um, VLT rooms that they call casinos, you can smoke in them. So they also sell beer in them. So that's they how. are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there you cool. go. Uh, any of you other guys have uh, shout outs, Dave? I got a couple of shout outs. Oh. Uh, yeah. I want to say hi to my friend Serena. She's a new shooter in the Moncton area, and she's eager to learn everything she can. Uh, my friend Janet's listening in right now. She's really excited for this. And Irish Will, my buddy Irish Will, is a big listener <laughs> of the show. I had no idea when we were all in Drumheller. He messaged me, and he's like, are you rubbing Trevor's back and feeding him bacon? And I'm like, yeah. And he got really gushy over it. So maybe Aww. I can get some slam fire stuff before I leave. And I'm going to see him at work this week and I can bring him some stuff. And he would super appreciate it from you guys. I think he's, All right. he's on tonight. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. Tre- Trevor, Trevor's about to throw me some stuff from across the room for Irish Will. Here, Irish Will. I'm gonna That's hook for him you, up. buddy. <laughs> I kissed a patch for him. Uh, I stole a pair of your underwear to bring to him, but I'll give them back. <laughs> oh, my Those Spider-Man oh. boxes are brand new. She just bought them. Don't do not steal my Spidey undies. And I want to thank Trevor for his hospitality. Like he's going on about all this work as volunteers are doing, and we've been up here like a couple of days. We're gonna be up here for a couple more. Trevor is central to the shooting sports especially the handgun shooting sports in this province right he has hosted us dozens and dozens and dozens of times every year for the last decade and he's letting people take over his house and skeegee strangers sleep in here and then he's like making such a big deal that we're up here for a couple of days like none of this would happen if he wasn't leading on point on this and it's stressful and he gets tired 
So I want to give a big shout out to Trevor and all the work he does for the shooting community. And I want to ask Kelly why she's wearing an IIT hat. What are you doing? I've devoted myself. She's showing it off. I purposefully lost mine on the last trip. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to tell you, but I actually did that on purpose when I lost Uh, it. I pretty much noted that. I figured, (laughs) you know what? I'm not going to say anything because by the time we were done, we weren't going to need it anyways. It's been been noted and added to your record. (laughs) The HR department has already started the file. It's pretty thick already. So... (laughs) After traveling for two weeks with you and Stacy, I've Four. actually reached a level six maple seed wizard. Four. Only me and Craig may have achieved that. We are wizards. <laughs> Four weeks in a car with Gallon. Wizardry. You got all the aids now. <laughs> True story. Yeah, I had uh, to smell their farts the whole trip. So excuse me. Girls don't oh fart. Everyone knows God. that. <laughs> he was sitting in the back seat. He wasn't allowed to drive. <laughs> We, we didn't put him on, and he's sitting in the back seat. Every once in a while, the window would go down, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be, "Oh my God, Gallon, what have you eaten?" It was mostly revenge and some sick. <laughs> I was really sick. That's horrible. Worst shoutouts ever. Yeah. Uh, any other shoutouts other than you know fart related ones? Shout out to my buddy Kyle from Shelburne, who just got his ATT after going shooting with me, and he is currently hunting for an AR-15. So if anybody happens to have one for sale, feel free to message me. And <laughs> he luck. can't find one anywhere. I've so. got an STI receiver. No, I'm not selling those. They're they're sequential serial numbers. Never mind. I'll say I've got an STI receiver sitting there for a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, my on top of everything else, my day started. With replacing a $389 tire. Yeah, that's how my day started. Something I wanted Luke to the rescue again. Luke, I got a flat. Take my truck and go go either get the flat ferry. I got a I, I have a leak. Apparently there's no such thing as a slow leak. It's either a leak or a blowout. There's no in between, according to Captain Andy. And uh, anyway, Luke, Luke to the rescue, man. So between Luke and accidentally uh, forgetting to delete Christina's credit card information off my cell phone. Uh, we got a new tire put on my truck $389 later. Yeah. It's for a nice, okay. nice expense right before you leave for a week at the Nationals. I'd like to have trucks. Cool. Other shadows? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Trevor and Christina for always making me feel welcome in their home and my squad mates who made it a very enjoyable day. And they also helped out a lot at the range this past week and probably months helping set things up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. we had a super squad. It was a really fun time. We couldn't ask for better people to shoot with. Oh. Uh, I got one more shout out, and that's the filthy. Um, filthy waited too late to book at uh, Castle Furlot, and um, I had to turn Filthy oh, and Mike uh, possibly away. Mike just assumed he was staying here. He he unfortunately didn't didn't know what an event, what kind of event SummerSlam was, how big it was, and stuff like that, and how quickly things fill up, including my place. So um, I only have these two here now. Uh, but on the weekend, I will have other people here, which means there's no room for uh, Doug Mead. That's the other ginger who beat me that one time on a stage. He was going to put a tent in the backyard and um, Filthy and Mike one stay. And then it's like, so Filthy and Mike and uh, Doug Mead are over at who they will now definitely consider better Trevor's place. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So the house will be full. Plus, I got my godson and his... Uh, 
partner in the uh, backyard and tent. That's how things are going to be this weekend. So essentially what you're saying, Trevor, is if anyone beats you on the stage, they can go to hell and go sleep somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you figured it out. (laughs) That's true. I have one more shout out just to let you know. I just wanted to say to Miss Stacy, happy birthday today. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, geez. Happy birthday, Stacy. At least I remembered to send her a message, but I did. Man. Happy birthday, baby. Good job, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. That's any other that's shout outs? Oh, okay, good. Uh, Patreon supporters, we have a new Patreon, Randy M at three. I think that's 300 or 330. Yeah, absolutely. 300. 300. Yes. Uh, so that's like 300 win mag, probably. Correct. And uh, dollars per episode. I'm going to do a mail out of uh, Patreon patches tonight. Uh, so if you have been waiting for a week or two or since the last time I sent them out, <laughs> they're coming tonight. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to help us out, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfire radio. Uh, supporters over there uh, help us pay for bandwidth and equipment and whatnot to be fancy and get this stuff live out to you guys. So you, so you can watch the show and listen to it. Uh, you could also help the show out by visiting uh, Cabela's through our website. We've got a link to Cabela's there. If you're going to buy something online anyways, uh, you can click on that Cabela's link and uh, it'll give us like a, I don't know, like a one or 2% cut or something. Uh, please join one or more of our firearms associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada and like us on Facebook. This is uh, our first time today. We're actually live streaming this on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. <laughs> Uh, just for fun, and uh, it's been interesting. There's been a bunch of people kind of jumping in and out on the Facebook uh, stream, and uh, maybe it's something we'll have to do more regularly. So, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Anyways, thanks for watching, everyone. One thing we should mention before we cut off is that there's still auctions open from the charity shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Check the charity nice shoot day. Facebook page. There are eight, eight, eight things, lots of things up there still for sale, and I see another one just got added. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. So definitely take a look at uh, at that. And uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. 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 And that one. And. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over. Time to get a gun